0: okay thank you all for coming if you have questions about my arm it wasn't the other guy there was no other guy i've heard all the jokes and um but i'm fine thank you for asking all right one of the more singular motifs that occur in this week's torah portion is the very fact that the jewish people are commanded upon the departure from egypt which they were enslaved for 200 years to take the gold and silver from the Egyptians. Now, this can be a little bit puzzling because this is a this is a really a sticking point that you see occur multiple times over the course of the story, where God appears to, to motion the bush and he says, I'm gonna free the, your people and they're gonna go out and they're gonna take all the gold and silver. It's repeated again after the 10th after the 10th uh, Makkah, where it says they're gonna ask the Egyptians, they're gonna take all the gold and silver. Why is this so important? Why is this so significant? If anything, what are gold and silver being used for in the desert? They're in the wilderness for 40 years. What are they buying? What are they needed for? <clears throat> it's even more perplexing when you realize what the gold and silver was used for. It was used for the sin of the golden calf, the chetah eagle, the worst sin the Jewish people had committed over that time period. In fact, when Moshe was pleading to God not to kill the Jewish people at that moment, he says, God, it was you. It was you that told that told them to take the uh, gold and silver. If you hadn't told them that, this never would have happened in the first place. So what is the story here? What's going on? Why is this so important? <clears throat> so the answer can be found at the end of the book of Shemos, where we talk about freeing an indentured slave. Inevit Ivri, this is a Jewish slave that for some reason, he uh, perpetrated some sort of sin, and now he has to be enslaved for seven years to his master. and the seventh year, he goes free. And they say that when he goes free, you're obligated, the master is obligated to give him from his wheat, to give him from the storehouses, to give him some grain. This slave cannot live empty-handed, cannot go free empty-handed. He has to lead with something. Why? Because without this, the slave has no sense of closure. He is, in fact, still a slave. He's not a Ben-Horid. Because when he leaves empty-handed, he's a slave to his resentment, his anger. His hatred, his sense of revenge, he's not whole. He still feels, even though he's officially free, he needs to get back at his master. He's got these, these feelings inside of him that are burgeoning him and weighing him down. He's not yet free. Once he has these gifts from his master, now he can go and he can continue and he can look forward to the future. That was the very that was a very similar concept to what happened, and that was what happened with the Jewish people. God knows that if we had if we were freed, but we had this sense of anger and resentment that was tying us down to the people of Egypt, that we have to get back at them, we're not truly b'nei Hor. We cannot say that. We cannot say that we're completely free. It's only when we look forward to the future and hope to the future and that can happen. I was listening to a podcast, it's called Diary of the CEO, and he was interviewing someone named Mo Gaudin, who was the former chief business officer of Google X. Okay, and this man, was a he, he described himself as the happiest person in the world. And he described happiness as always being in the present always living in the present. that's when you're happy it's when are you negative when do you have feelings of unhappiness either are the feelings of happiness are either anchored in the future anxiety for the future or regrets about the past about things that were or things that you should have done things that happened to you in the past almost all negative emotions were anchored either in the past or the future but you realize that if you really want to move forward you have to live in the present. And I think that really ties in to pretty much the story of Egypt and our story really is that we can't live in the past. We have to live with the past, take the lessons from the past and use them to look forward into the future and use them for to build our lives, to become more hopeful and more opportunistic and to achieve a better lives for ourselves and for our families and not dwell on these things that that hanger us and pull us down. So I hope we are able to achieve that. Look forward to the future. Be hopeful. Be responsible. And thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thanks, Thanks, V. Thank you for listening, guys. Thanks, V.